There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. A safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. This is Soccer 101 with Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean. Welcome to Soccer 101. It's a safe space for St. Louis to talk about soccer. I'm Michelle Smallman alongside Moon Valjean, our fan extraordinaire slash enthusiast. That's right. And Moon, I don't know how enthused you are right now, considering that City is coming off a two to one loss versus Portland. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest of uh, months. April was uh, a little bit of uh, dropping points, if you will. But, um, you know what? There's still some hope to be taken. I think they need to re-strategize. Obviously, missing Klaus um, is... Uh, is a big issue is is a big issue but but we'll see i think they have a lot to talk about with defensive the defensive issues and just some play work uh, throughout the midfield and you know what exactly what we thought was going to happen happened teams are adjusting to how this team is playing and it's making a difference portland this is the second time we've seen them they've adjusted huge and they it, it it made a big difference but boy oh boy do we have a lot to talk about when it comes to berkey and the heroics that that dude showed because we should have lost like 8 to 1 these last two matches and uh man what a talent what a captain what a man uh, what a visual specimen he is! <laughs> but uh, I'm proud to have him on the show later. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 bummed about the match. Were you able to watch? I was, and it it just feels like the last two matches things have been a little disjointed. And obviously, not having Klaus there, you're going to have to make adjustments strategically. Um, that's that's a threat that's missing on the field. But you know, you said April was a rough month, and you were right. They need to turn the page into what is it? May second. We're now officially into May. April showers bring May flowers. So hopefully, we will see some blooming on the field for City. Uh, but you know, again, it's also comparisons because of the way that they started the season when. When these in inevitable ebbs come with the flows, I think that we get a little bummed out. But this is it's a long season. Stuff like this is going to happen. It is but a long the, season. It is a long season. You're right. But the positive in the month of April has been Roman Berkey, the goalkeeper. Some unbelievable performances from him. Dude is class. Absolute world class. So happy to have him. Uh, it was the first 10 minutes of uh, not the Portland match, but the, the match day before that. It was the first 10 minutes, and I, I turned to my wife and said, win, lose, or draw, this is your MVP. <laughs> and, then, and then he showed up again uh, this on this last match uh, at home. And, you know, I had some people down there that were uh, first-time soccer experiencers, and it was a real bummer to not get three points in front of them. They were like, that was, that was kind of weird. Like, the energy of the crowd was great, but the team was kind of flat. Um, so not the best uh, introduction for them. But you know what? That's okay. Like you mentioned, long season ahead. It's going to be okay. We're still uh, really in a really good spot at the table. And you know what? Other teams are adjusting to us, but we're also adjusting to them. So I think you're right. May is going to be good. I believe they're still, what, second in the Western Conference, right? I, yeah, I believe so. We're out of the sport of shield right now. But um, listen, man, we, we, still got a, we still got a chance. There's there's plenty to go, and I have faith in, in Berkey and the team and Coach Carnell. 
So why don't we talk to the man of the hour? Oh, man. This is such an honor. This is such a huge deal. I know we've been teasing this. I didn't even want to talk about it just in case it didn't happen. <laughs> but it's happening. Let's talk to Roman Berkey, the captain of your St. Louis City SC. We are delighted to welcome in St. Louis City SC goalkeeper Roman Berkey to the show. Roman, thank you for taking the time to do this. How are you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm really good. I uh, just finished training. Um, was an intense one, uh, but I'm feeling good. Excited for a new week. Okay, so take us through training today. What was so intense about it? What is the team focusing on right now? Yeah, obviously we talked a lot about last games, the loss again um, against uh, Portland, and the energy was not quite well. Um, we we um, yeah asked a little bit more from the whole team to to bring the fire back in the training and that it starts in training to to take everything serious in training every exercise we do and um, yeah we could see that today was uh, amazing everyone was fighting for the ball and to win every game wanted to win every game and um, yeah that's a good sign that the team is 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 able to 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 turn around these things uh, in training so fast uh, hey, I just want to say congratulations on, I mean, a, a just a spectacular start to the season, obviously historical. Uh, you've made all of our dreams come true. Uh, diehard St. Louis soccer fans. Um, I, we've been waiting for these moments forever and ever. And you guys just came out so impressively. Uh, so congratulations to you. And thank you from the bottom of my heart as a fan for giving me such an exciting uh, last few months. Obviously, April didn't go the way we wanted to, but I'm so honored to talk to you, especially uh, goalkeeper, captain, just absolutely incredible athlete. Can you tell me a little bit about being the captain of this squad and what that means to you? Yeah, first of all, um uh, likewise, we are like very excited uh, and very happy about uh, you guys uh, supporting us each and every every week in the, in the game, and uh, that means means a lot. And to see the city uh, celebrating us or have another exciting sports event to go to, and uh, yeah, that's that make made made all of us uh, very happy. And um, yeah, to to your question, the the team is very easy to handle to be honest um, we have a, a lot of good guys they know exactly what they want um, of course if we win it's it's way easier to to go through the whole week and to prepare for for a game but um, we have we have really good characteristics uh, in in our team um, I think very important is for me as a captain that I have Tim Parker by my side who who knows the whole MLS what is going on and also is, is a guy who, who speaks up and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing um, that is really important for me. And of course uh, with, with Bradley, the coach, um, we have the same visions. So uh, we know exactly what we are talking about, what we're talking about um, when we, what we ask for the players. And uh, I'm just here to, to be a little bit more like the connection between coach and team. And um, yeah, I just try to, to, to communicate a lot with the with the younger guys to help them if they have questions and, and so on. So, Roman, what kind of a leader are you? Are you the guy that is going to yell to get your message across if need be? Are you the guy that's going to joke around with the guys when you realize that the mood is going needed to be lightened up? How are you a leader? Oh, he yells. I've watched it. I've <laughs> seen him yell. He's a yeller. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I have two. I'm, I'm basically two person in one. So... Um, 
next to the field, uh, like now, I, I'm, I like to choke around. Um, I have a lot of, uh, uh, we, we have a lot of contacts, like off the field with the guys, you know, um, I like to play Call of Duty with them and, and go out uh, for dinner or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm a very open and relaxed person next to the field, but um, the guys know as soon as I, I go on the field, is it, it doesn't matter if it's training or a game. I want. I just want to win. I don't care about something else. I want. If I don't see, or if I see someone not giving a hundred percent in training, not trying to give everything for a win, he will hear from me. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of that way. In, in the games, of course, it's sometimes it it looks maybe a little bit more like I'm just screaming around. But you know, you guys in the stands, you are so loud. So I have to communicate. <laughs> On a, on a way like that they that they hear it so but um no i always try to push the guys sometimes i have to get louder of course but that's what the coach also asked for me because um, i'm the the closest uh player to the whole team and um yeah yeah this is a so this is a baseball town welcome to the baseball town and a lot of times uh goalkeepers for us soccer fans we're trying to we're trying to compare the goalkeeper role and the captain role to the catcher on a baseball field where you really are it might look like you're yelling and and you're angry but you're really kind of directing traffic in different ways uh not just because you're a goalkeeper and not just because you're a captain but really especially in these last two matches you've been an absolute hero and from a fan perspective in a few minutes when that when the team is kind of um you know, losing the ball here and there, and you're taking shot after shot. It's inspiring to see you playing the way that you are. You can tell that you're really connected to the team. Um, do you do you prefer a busy game where you're taking a lot of a, a, a lot of shots? You're you're making a lot of saves, or do you, do you prefer the 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 offense to be controlling it and you're kind of having a day off back there? To be honest, um, I it doesn't really matter. I'm at, at as soon as as long as we win at the end of the game i really don't care um, of course sometimes it's good for your own ego or confidence to have a game like colorado where i face like 12 or 13 um, shots and you can save most of them that's that's good for your for your confidence um but then there are games like we had in the first i don't know in the first two or three games where i had probably uh maybe two saves four goals concede in two games that's that's also um that's that's not good but at the end we won you know so um i rather win the games than uh have me as a as a man of the match <laughs> well roman moon mentioned catchers and i've worked in sports for a long time and there's just certain positions where people are built differently mentally they have to be at a different level Starting pitchers are like that in baseball. Goalies are certainly like that in hockey and in soccer. And some of my favorite conversations with athletes are about what they have to do mentally to get ready for a game. And I know being a keeper is a completely different position. So what's your mental process like before a game? Um, I just stopped thinking, to be honest. Uh, I just uh, – I know there is a lot of things that can happen. Um, I play just out of my – uh feelings you know i don't listen too much or i don't think too much about all the tactical stuff and what what not i just look what is uh, what is an option and every game brings you other options when it comes to play with the ball when it comes to yeah to to make saves or whatever i mean i just look at it as a goalkeeper um 
it's it's like a training you know you do these things all in training every day and you try your best and most of the time it's successful so it's just for me i look at sometimes as a training with a lot of people around and um that what brings me down that i'm not getting nervous or i'm not feeling too much pressure because i'm a guy when i'm at home and think about the game i make i put myself under pressure a lot you know i expect a lot from me every time uh but that's one way to bring it a little bit down you know just, just don't think too much yeah, you said you said that you're, uh, you know, an intense competitor on the field, but you're kind of a, a goofier dude talking to uh, to everybody on the sidelines or or away from from the matches. And what Michelle alluded to is sometimes the goalies are the kind of weird. They're like the drummers, and I'm in a lot of different bands. That's what I've made my living doing. And drummers are very interesting. And sometimes they're really the goofballs, and sometimes they're kind of in their own circle, and they only kind of hang out with other drummers. Do you find that's true in sports? Are goalkeepers kind of in their own gang? or And, and are you kind of like that, where you're hanging out with more goalkeepers because you guys are just a little, built a little bit different? I mean, people are firing balls at 80 miles an hour at your faces. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's a different thing. I don't know if you can see, but today I got hit in the face full, full speed. So, um, oh, yikes. If I, who, who kicked the ball? <laughs> AZ. Oh. Yeah. But um, no, um, it's true. I mean, we spent most of our half of training only preparing the goalkeepers. So uh, together, the goalie group. And there is a special connection, of course. And uh, uh, I'm also like... The thing, how the way, how how Ben, um, the Ben Lund, the the whole situation handles, and how he supports me, and the, the way the connection we have, the relationship we have um, on the field and in training is, is is amazing. For to be a number one, you know, as you can focus on the on your on your game, um, what you want to do in training, and he's just there to to support you to to support me. That's that that, that means a lot to me, and that's I would say that's a special connection we have. Of course, we we have the um, meetings, the video analysis we, we do together. Only the goalkeepers, and um, yeah, we have a special bond. Um, but next to the field, I mean, it doesn't matter is, is if a guy is playing center back, right back, goalie. We we all have a really good um, yeah connection with everyone in the team. So uh, everyone is is invited. If we go somewhere, there's nobody who feels like oh no. They don't want me here. So, Roman, to prepare for this interview, I, I read a lot of stuff about you. I listened to uh, a lot of podcasts that you've done in the past, interviews that you've done. And one of the main themes that I kept hearing from you is that the most important thing for you is to have fun. And, um, you know, you're such a competitor. You say when you get out on the field, you become this different person, the second version of you. How does that version still have fun? I mean, if I win, I have fun. <laughs> <laughs> So I try to have fun as, as, as much as possible. Uh, so, no, I, I just, you know, there is, it's, it's, a, it's a good mix, I would say. I mean, uh, I, I still have fun. Or at the end of the day, if I go home and I, I lost in training, I was, I'm so angry, but I like that, you know. It's, it's like a good feeling. So it still means that I'm competitive. I'm I'm 32, you know. I some of I'm an older guy here in the in the dressing room, <laughs> but uh, I still have that 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 drive in me to win every game and every training game, and that that makes me happy, you know. And that's that's a good sign. So uh, I would say, usually I, I 
I also talk to the guys before the game and tell them enjoy the enjoy the 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 whole crowd. You know the situation in the stadium, the fans they push us, and because some guys like I was when I was younger, you you think about too much about oh no maybe I make this mistake maybe I could make this mistake. Just don't think and just play. You know think about it. Have a good time where you think about before the game where you were five years ago, you know, and now you can play in a, in a stadium like this with fans like this and we are successful uh, right now. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go off script a little bit and, and, and kind of expand on that because my daughter, I have a daughter that's playing in select soccer and um, she's fantastic. She's a real competitor. She's just very, very intense, extremely skilled. And this is a soccer town. So I'm, I'm hoping that you speak to a lot of young players, not just city players, obviously, that you're, you're, you're helping with day in and day out. Speak to the people that are like my daughter and everybody else. My daughter came home after a, a, just a horrible outing. She made a lot of mistakes, and she was devastated. And I had to have a conversation with her coming from not a professional soccer, but from a musician who's playing show after show after show after show, and not all of my shows are great. And after the show, I had to develop a routine where I would allow myself to really think about my mistakes for one hour, and then I flushed it, and that was it. And I created a new day and I thought about the next show and I was not allowed, I did not allow myself to think about the last one. So you can, can you give us any advice as a veteran professional player that's played in multiple leagues at a absolute top level? How do you get over the mistakes? I'd like to just talk about all the great stuff that you do, but like you're going to make mistakes. You've made mistakes. How do you get over that emotionally and psychologically to keep yourself at the top level? Yeah, that's, 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 uh, the, diff, uh, the difficult uh, thing, you know, about uh, playing in front of people every weekend because you think, or in my 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 situation back then in Dortmund, for example, the whole the whole city was just Borussia Dortmund, nothing else. There was nothing else, and you think I had the feeling when I had a bad game uh, or I made a mistake in a game. The next day, I had to go out to buy groceries. I was looking at the people and I thought they only see this mistake I made. They don't see me as a person. They don't, they only think, Oh, that's the guy who made the mistake yesterday. And that's the worst thing that can carry on through a whole season. If you go on like this. And so I really, I worked with a, with a mental coach and uh, I talked to somebody because it was, it was, I had no fun anymore to play. And that, and I had the opportunity to play in front of 80,000 every second week at home. And it was the best thing that I, uh, that I did to talk to any, to someone who, who really helped me to, to go on with this. And he said just one simple thing. Uh, I was, I went in there, I talked to him and talked about my problem. And he said, but you know what? It's just a game. And I said, yeah, I mean, it's, it's right. You know, and once, you have to accept that, that it's just a game. Of course, there's pressure, but these are people, they cannot do that better, you know. You are in this situation because you deserve it and you have the right to make mistakes. You, have, you are in this position and because you, you trained a lot, you gave everything and now it's just, you, you have to enjoy it as long as you can. And um, that's, that's the one thing I really changed in my mind that I just go after back game, for example, in in Seattle, I had I conceded two two goals. I knew I can save on a good day, and that was just. I mean, 
it's not it's not easy to 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 um to go through this alone. I I had a good time with with my with my teammates. You know, on a flight back home, we played a game. We we had we had something to drink on the plane, and we talked, we laughed. I, even after after a loss and and not a bad game, that's also important uh, that you surround yourself with good people. Um, but at the end, like I said, it's it, that that's just these words. It's just the game that changed my whole vision of this uh, or view on 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 these things. Like when it comes to making mistakes in front of people, I mean, yeah, it's just not that serious in 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 the whole world you know it's just you make a mistake okay every day some 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 people make mistake on work or uh whatever if they want to try something they it's 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 a completely normal thing and why shouldn't you be allowed to make these mistakes i love it that's amazing advice and we're all human beings we're all going to make mistakes so i'm glad that you shared that with us roman because that's going to help a lot of people they're going to say well if roman can forgive himself so can i um but you mentioned Dortmund, and I know um, when your time there was coming to a close, you had all sorts of options of where you were going to go, and you obviously chose St. Louis, you chose City, and in one of the things I was listening to you uh, to you in this podcast, you recounted how when you first came here and you visited with Lutz and you were talking to him about this opportunity, you went to City Park, and it was just basically the foundation. There was no grass, there was nothing, and you stood there and you imagined what it could be like if you were to play there and how important you could be to this community and to this team. So now you're living in the reality of it. How does the reality stack up to what you envisioned that day? Oh, it's way better, to be honest. Uh, the whole situation with the stadium, the fans, you know, you you, you can just imagine the, the stadium, but not, you can never imagine the whole, like, the the feeling to play in the stadium without, uh, with, with uh, 20,000 and more fans. So, uh, it's just... It's just way better than I that I uh, yeah imagined. So uh, I think it's 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 something special here um, with the whole like light show and the fans around. You know, my uncle was here for the first time uh, last game against Portland, and he was like, "Oh my God, these these people they don't sit; they stand the whole game and they, <laughs> they, they cheer." I say, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what the real support looks like, you know, joking <laughs> around a little bit, and no, everyone who comes here is uh, is is surprised that it's uh, such a good vibe in the stadium, and uh, the support is awesome. That's awesome. That's that's my last question. Is we we had Nico on the show a couple of weeks ago, just after match day two or three, I believe, and. Um, one of the things that I asked him was, hey, what was the biggest surprise when you came to MLS or the biggest surprise when you came to City? And uh, he mentioned the training facilities. He said he was shocked and blown away by the training facilities. What was your biggest surprise coming to the MLS or coming to St. Louis City? Yeah, the facility is amazing. Uh, it's it's one of the best I've ever like been in uh, because in Dortmund we had more like – we had a whole training um, – it was somewhere else, you know, not not right next to the stadium. It was a little bit outside. It was cool, but it was not that modern, you know. And now we have all that stuff here. It's amazing. Um, but I mean, also the that we are training right next to the stadium is something special, you know. You feel it, and you when you see when you you are on the on the training field, you look left, you see the the stadium. It's it's like. It gives you another feeling, you know, you're close to, to your home and that's that's something special. But uh, yeah, he's right. The, the facility is amazing. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, Roman, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for giving us so much time. We love chatting with you. We could do this all day, but we want to be respectful of your time. Yes, thank um, you. Such an honor. Such an honor to have you yeah. on here. You're welcome. Thank, for such a great start of, uh, to the season and go get them this weekend versus Dallas. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Moon, he was the man of April when it comes to city. He's the man of our podcast. Nico's got some competition. How great was that conversation with Roman Berkey? Ah, chef's kiss, <laughs> chef's kiss for uh, for for gentlemen, uh, for for captains on the field. And you know what? My favorite part was. You know, I mean, I, I had a couple of questions written down. I wanted to know who he thought was the talisman of uh, of the squad if it weren't him. And just a couple other soccer and on the field questions. And then when you kind of got him rolling a little bit about um, how to prepare for matches and just the psychological nature of goalies in general, um, being a captain and how he mentioned he was, you know, 32 years old, which is a veteran on a, on a squad like this. Uh you know, what What would he say to all these young soccer players, including my children? My daughter came home crushed the other day. I hope she doesn't mind me talking about this. She came home crushed because she just had a really bad outing. And this is one of the most skilled players at her level I've ever seen. And um, I can only give her so much fatherly advice. I can only give her so much uh, from my uh, uh, view and my experience as a performer uh, for her to take, you know, I'm sure she wants to hear it from the freaking captain of her favorite team, which she got to. And he really got into some of the nitty gritty of the psychological uh, aspect of, um, you know, letting your team down or, or making a mistake here and there and how he has to go about it at the grocery store even. Mm -hmm. So I was just so I was so thankful. I'm, I am so thankful to him for for getting into that and talking about it and opening up because this is going to be the favorite episode uh, for my daughter because it's truly relevant for her as a player and as a person. So I'm so very thankful, not only for the, the soccer talk, but the real psychological talk that, uh, that Roman was able to give us today. Well, I love that your daughter gets that gift, but I also got a gift too out of it because it's not just relevant to kids or to athletes. I think all of us are really hard on ourselves, especially in a social media era. And all of us can take a little nugget of advice from what Roman Berkey just said. We're all going to make mistakes. Um, everybody, everybody needs to be a little bit more gentle with themselves <laughs> and realize that the next day is a new day to start over. It's never too late to turn the page. So I loved that. And, you know, it's so great to have conversations like this, especially with athletes because but over the past few years a lot of times i talk to guys behind the scenes about stuff like this there's uh sports psychologists uh mental coaches as roman mentioned oh, these guys are prominent in every locker room and every clubhouse they're available to all of these players and most of them are utilizing them and it's been so beneficial for them for the modern athlete to have somebody to talk to and to get the tools to deal with with the pressure that comes with being a player yeah it's interesting you talk about that because i think that's something that is talked about in the the way that we're talking about it and and players are coming out and talking about the benefits of their uh, mental health coaches or or just the access to that uh, but it doesn't get interweaved with the exact same talk about how players are bigger and faster and the game is harder and the game is better and you talk to retired players and they're like oh i couldn't compete in this day and age well that's not only because of the training facilities it's not only because of specialized medicine it's not only because of the specialized coaching it's also because of the mental work that they've been doing and we don't talk about those in the same conversations mm -hmm. sometimes um so I'm, I'm really glad that that he brought that up and that you brought that up because just as much as these physical training facilities have have improved and he's now the second one to talk about how surprised he was with how incredible the training facilities are here in st louis and the mls but it's also because the mental health and the aspect that they're really focusing on 
um, or you know the mental aspect being focused on as much as the physical physical aspect is making this game better, is making these players better, uh, and is making um, it better for us as fans too, because these guys are playing better for longer, and it's great. It is. It's preserving a lot of careers in a lot of ways. Okay, well, we um, are going to wrap it up here because we went a little bit long with Roman Berkey, but it, it was totally worth it. It was worth the wait, worth the length. I loved our conversation. Hopefully you did too. Um, again, Moon and I will be back next week Dal- to talk about the Dallas game. City is on the road. They're at Toyota Stadium. They're playing Dallas. It's 8.30 p.m. This is not a free one for Apple. So get that MLS season pass if you haven't already. Yeah, and wherever you are watching Soccer 101 or listening to Soccer 101, Soccer 101 here, uh, if you could like and subscribe. Uh, this is our first video, but this is our 21st episode on podcasts. So uh, if you haven't checked out the podcast, make sure you go back and binge it all. Uh, you're going to hear about uh, all the things that we were right about and all the things we were wrong about. Um, and that's okay. We've <laughs> forgiven ourselves. Just like uh, Roman Berkey said. Just forgive yourself. Exactly right. But uh, yeah, if you're watching this on on YouTube or any of the video platforms, make sure you subscribe. And we very much appreciate you uh, joining uh, Soccer 101 with Michelle and Moon. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Moon. We will be back again next week. But until then, go! Go!